0: Welcome to Holy Smoke, the spectator's religion podcast. I'm Damien Thomson. It's been an awful year for liberal churchmen on both sides of the Atlantic. First Brexit, now Trump. A majority of Christians in Britain and America did the opposite of what bien-pensant prelates told them to Bishops are cross. The Pope is cross. The Anglican Bishop of Hereford, the Right Reverend F- Richard Frith, is jolly cross. He told his flock before the EU vote not to retreat into ethnic and tribal identities. I wonder if he dares say that to Muslims. I want to address this topic of trendy clergy and what a dreadful time they're having. But earlier, I caught up with a member of the Bishop of Hereford's flock, Quentin Letts of the Daily Mail.
1: Yes, well I actually worship in the Diocese of Hereford and I suspect that in our congregation, I don't know for sure, but I suspect 90% voted leave. And then we had had this sermon delivered, it was delivered on behalf of the bishop, it was a letter, an Episcopal letter was read from the pulpit telling us that the bishop was very cross. Now I I think the bishop is a perfectly nice chap and um, I've got some time for him, but I think it was strange to give us that sort of letter when he was plainly, to my mind, plainly out of sync with his congregation on this. For years there's been this anti-conservative party leaning in the Church of England and yet a lot of Anglicans are conservative voters. And I don't quite know why the churchmen are getting so wrapped up about politics with a, a capital P. They should be thinking about wider issues to do with our frailty and our, our future and our destination as souls, rather than dabbling in basically what is the stuff of social workers and political anarchs. And I don't know why church, the clergy, feel that they have to do this. And they tweet our new vicar, who's a very nice chap, a super fellow, but he was tweeting like a maniac for Remain. <laughs> and uh, he has been good enough not to bring that into the pulpit, I have to say. But last weekend I was at another church in the Diocese of Worcester, and we had a sermon, a rant from a woman who's not a full member of the clergy, she was a reader, and she equated Trump and Leave to Adolf Hitler, and she did that from a pulpit. Are Christians not permitted to think for themselves? Should the clergy not be novel thinkers, should they not be, have a, at least a little marbling of iconoclasm? Surely this is vital if you're going to think imaginatively about anything, and they fail to do that. Also, if they are Anglicans, for goodness sake, and they're thinking about Europe, do they not know their history and look at the way that the Anglican Church separated from Rome rather successfully? <laughs> that was a very clean Brexit, was it not? Uh, and if you look at the Articles of Religion, Article Number 37, the Articles of Religion and the Book of Common Prayer says that the Crown shall not be subservient to any foreign jurisdiction. So, I mean, it's all there. It's perfectly decent and proper and legal for an Anglican to support Leave. And yet we're always being told off by these
0: beggars. Thank you, Quentin. And with me now is Harry Mount, who's just about to publish a book about Brexit. Not just the battle between Leave versus Remain, but the warring factions on the Brexit side, which... Absolutely fascinates me. I know this is a religion podcast, so it's kind of off topic. But I gather they are fairly intense rivalries.
2: Well, the religious link is—it's very like the Judean People's Front in Monty Python's Life of Brian. When you talk to these Brexiteers, they very rarely talk about the Remain side. They spend most of the time talking about how much they hate the other group of schools in the movement and claiming that their own group of school won it.
0: Can't wait to read it. But as I say. This is about religion, and one consequence of the Brexit vote is that the worldview of bien pensant, never tire of that phrase, by the way, my apologies, just love it. Bien pensant clergy has come crashing down. It's as if the congregation has sort of collectively flung their hymn books at the whining vicar, and also the hand-wringing professional Christians of the BBC, I don't know about you, but I mean, as soon as I hear Thought for the Day announced, the radio gets gets switched off. I'm
2: afraid particularly if it's a a clergyman, sometimes they have guest stars who aren't clergymen, and they're bound to be more intelligent. Well,
0: Harry, let me ask you, why is this sort of uh, monolithic liberal viewpoint expressed often in such sort of flat and unimaginative terms? Well, I think it
2: comes down to intellect, and it's been like that for more than Half a century, I was just looking at that fantastic Alan Bennett Beyond the Fringe sketch of I think 1962, Take a Pew, where he does a brilliant parody of a sermon. The most famous line is, um, Life is like a tin of sardines, we're all looking for the key. And it completely nails that desperation of churchmen to be relevant and to make really crashing analogies between the real world and the religious world. And it also shows the low intellect of those clergymen. And I think that's been the case with some obvious exceptions, obviously, for the last half century or more, for obvious reasons, largely because of cash and status until, what, the early 20th century. It was quite an impressive thing to be a vicar. You know, second sons of rich families went into the church or the army. You earned more relatively and you could live in a thwacking great uh, Georgian rectory. It's no surprise that those... Rectories once lived in by people like Jane Austen, daughter of a vicar, and now lived in by people like Geoffrey Archer, or indeed the young David Cameron brought up in a huge uh, rectory in Berkshire, owned by his stockbroker father. And no longer is it a particularly good job or a well-paid job or a well-housed job. So not surprisingly, the standard of the people who become vicars is not intellectually
0: very high. It's interesting. We have an Archbishop of Canterbury who actually doesn 't come from a traditional church background and didn't enter the clergy as a, as a young man yeah old Etonian very clever so so is Rowan Williams, not, not so sure about his predecessors um George you, Carey, Damien are you um, like you? the only clergyman to support brexit as far as I remember um. but uh, on you know you 're on the c of e side of the fence mm. on my side of the fence, the intellectual calibre of the Catholic bishops is deeply deeply embarrassing i 'm wondering whether if clergymen were able to reflect a greater range of opinions and express them more intelligently dare I say even amusingly whether that would have an effect on public opinion? Probably I suppose the big
2: factor as well of course is massively declining congregations and the amount of people who want to become vicars so you're drawing from a smaller pool so they're less likely to be high-performing Intellectuals, the one exception I can think of is in a church on a military range in Pembrokeshire, where my parents have a cottage where they have an army padre giving sermons occasionally, and that's fantastic blood and thunder stuff, and you even have a little prayer book which is taken out on the battlefield by soldiers with a tiny little service in the back of it for battlefield burials and that sort of bloody gripping stuff. I think if they obviously if they were better if they, it's hard to think of a single public. Clergymen, or even I don't think the Archbishop of Canterbury is that brilliant or clever who you sit up and take notice when they start to speak. I can't think of a single one.
0: But they do start to speak and one of the problems is that you know, clergy are among the great bores of today because they at least themselves have no qualms whatsoever about their intellectual capacities and are given a platform by the BBC to bore on and on and on saying the same thing again and again.
2: Well, they've got a guaranteed audience, however small, every week in the pulpit, haven't they? They've got a guaranteed audience in Thought for the Day, and no one ever criticises them. I don't know if you've ever gone at to someone, you might have, Damien, after their sermon and said... That was bloody rubbish. I have, actually. I <laughs> well, you're, I you're probably almost, the only person who ever I has do it, it. almost
0: every week. My right. priest shrinks. Oh, no. You're probably <laughs> the only person in, the, in the, the country,
2: but you, you will know, like me as a journalist, it's extremely good to be criticised after years of writing articles being spiked the whole time. It's very good for you. But no one's sermon
0: ever gets spiked, does it? <sighs> what a shame that it doesn't. Harry Mount, thank you very much indeed. And don't forget... Holy Smoke is The Spectator's new religion podcast. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you go to get your podcast, but don't miss it.